morning, everyone. You doing good? Wow, you're looking good. Lots of young people in the house. Some of the oldies. You, you put yourself in that category when you went, Rrr. you know, you always know when a pastor is getting older because the stage gets lower and lower. <laughs> I said to him, wasn't this stage a bit higher last time I came? He goes, yeah, yeah, we just sort of want to. I said, no, 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 so that you can get up here, you old fella. That's what it is. I'm telling you, next time I come here, it's going to be three inches tall. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I love you guys. Now listen, we, we officially, Helen and I, we officially come up here to, you know, impart some hopefully great words. But, you know, the truth is Helen and I often just go back, actually every time, really just feeling loved by this church. You're so encouraging. You're so, you're funny. You're very funny people, by the way. In a good way. Not the, they're funny people. No. Like you're really, you're fun but your pastors, can I just say this? And I know you already know this, but this is the, for Helen and I, this is the absolute truth. We sat with them at a restaurant just a couple of hours ago, really. And we sort of said to them, guys, you know, we, we just see such a strong pastoral loving gift on your lives. But we basically said to them, we need you guys to help us pastor our church. And, and that's the honest truth. There is such an apostolic gift on their life that, you know, in, in our church, I mean, we, you know, we love our people too. But there is just something so strong on their life that we've, Helen and I have just recognised we've got to get them into our house. You know what? I reckon your pastors need to go right across Australia and don't be selfish, all right? Don't be selfish because there's just something on their lives. They're just so loving. So we always go back feeling great and feeling empowered. And so can we just give it up for your pastors? I, I really mean that. You're great people. Now I'm going to give you exactly 37 seconds to just turn around and meet some people. Tell them that you're so glad that they're here. Can you stay? Stay, stay with me for a moment. good to see people waving to people across the room. Look, look, they've just seen each other. So good. Hey, I'm sure there are people here for the very first time tonight. Maybe you didn't even put your hand up because you just don't like chocolates. Um, but we just want to say welcome. Thank you for being here. And our deepest desire for you is that you would leave this place saying it was good to be there tonight. And I'm just wondering, Emerge, if we can just give them a huge round of applause and say welcome, 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 welcome. So wonderful to have you here. But can I just echo a little bit of what your pastor was saying? You know, NCD, um, Natural Church Development, did a study in Australia, in Australia, and they surveyed, they surveyed thousands of people, but basically what it worked out to was this, out of every 100 Australians, 81% said that they would go to church if somebody would invite them. And sometimes you can, you know, if you listen to the media, you wouldn't believe that to be true. 
But we see it in our churches. People are looking for something and they're needing a bit of hope. They've tried everything else. It doesn't seem to work. And so, you know, I, I like the, no, I like, the reality is, yes, somebody might say, no, thank you. But there's a whole lot of people that may say yes, but you'll never quite know if you just don't take a little bit of a risk and say, would you come? Would you come with me? And who knows what can happen? Someone's eternity may be altered. And I just think that's a wonderful thing. Amen. Amen. So I, I really love what you guys are doing here. So I preached at Redcliffe today. And I tell you what, I would join that church just for Henrico's good looks. <laughs> I really would. I'd be like, I saw him there today. I thought, yeah, I'll join this church. Whether he could preach, can't preach. Just... <laughs> And he's a great leader and he's a wonderful man of God. And he's, he and his wife are doing a fantastic job. And I tell you what, you can start to see some things bubbling under the water there. And, and then I went to Morayfield. The land that's flowing with milk and honey. The church that just gets given a building that works. And, uh, and it's so wonderful. And I tell you what, isn't it just growing and expanding and and now you're telling people to park illegally in other people's car parks. It's just, it's just wonderful what is going on down there. And I love that. No, what a great. And you, young man, and your lovely wife, you're just doing such a, you've got such an authority on your lives too. I walked into that room. I just wanted to repent all over again. He was giving a communion message. Everybody was bawling their eyes out. It's fantastic. You're doing a good job. Are we ready for the word tonight? Okay. Just... I just need to give you a heads up. This is going to be a really different message, I would think. Maybe not. Maybe you're like, no, nah, there was nothing different about that. Um, but it is. It's a, li it's a little bit different. Um, if you're new here tonight, hold on to your seat a little. Okay. Because, um, yeah, we're going to just sort of let heaven loose on the place. So I, I really believe there's going to be, I, I know we say this a lot, but I, I know this to be true. There's going to be some real breakthrough in some of your lives tonight. And you know, breakthrough has to come through at some stage. Is that, isn't that right? Like at some meeting somewhere, why not tonight? Like you may be into your third year of believing for a breakthrough, but tonight could be that night. And so just be open to that. Relationship breakthroughs, tonight. Mindset breakthroughs, tonight. Why not tonight? Why not? It's good as night as any. It's a lovely night. Why not tonight? So I'm saying that right from the outset because this is going to be a really strange meeting I'm praying it's so strange. I'm praying it's so weird. Because you know what? Normal's not working. Now seriously, we're doing all the normal stuff, but people are full of anxiety and depression and people are suiciding. And, and I just don't believe that's God's plan for anyone's life. So can we get a little bit weird up here tonight? Is that okay? Can we get a little bit weird front to the back? Are we all okay? Yeah, all right. Well then let's, let's get started. Give our keyboard player a huge round of applause and the band and the band. Band, you will be coming back shortly, all right? So don't get too comfortable, not too many lattes at the back there, all right? Okay. Matthew 20, verses 29 to 34, and then I'm going to give you the title of the message if it's not already up there. Oh, there it is. Okay. Here it comes. As Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. 
When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them. But they only shouted louder. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus heard them and he stopped and he called, what do you want me to do for you? Interesting question. The Son of God, the one who knows all things, the one who created the universe, asked that question. What do you think they needed, Jesus, an investment property? What do you think they needed, a, a new outfit, a garment? What do you think, did, did they need a kebab? What, no, seriously, what, like, isn't it strange to you that the Son of God, who, know, who knew all things, created the universe, would stop to ask such a question? What do you want me to do for you? Now, you need to remember that toward the end of this message. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly, they could see. Then they followed him. These, uh, great story, isn't it? I mean, give Jesus a round of applause right up front. Beautiful. I love this story. You know, these guys, these two guys, got their miracle not because they went to Bible study, not because they tithed, not because they were baptized, not because they were living the most holy lifestyle. These two people, unless you can correct me, these two people found their miracle and they got their miracle simply by shouting out the name of Jesus. Are we all okay with that so far? Okay, I wanna give you a bit of theology first and then we're gonna get stuck into the practical stuff. Is that okay? They didn't do anything to earn it. They, did, they weren't living holy. See, that's important for you to remember because what stops a lot of our miracles is we think you've got to have a certain lifestyle before God gives you your breakthrough. Well, that's not what these guys needed. That's not what they were doing. Oh, I, I should be serving at a church. Now, listen, all these things are great and you should do all these things because they'll help you and they'll help build the kingdom. But it's not what brings your breakthrough. It's not, it's not what always brings the breakthrough anyway. Sometimes it does, but not for these two guys. So here's a question for you. I wonder what made these two guys think that by simply shouting, they could possibly get their miracle. What made them think? Wouldn't it have been more respectful to just whispered his name? Wouldn't it have been more melodic if they had have sung his name? What, now, seriously, like, what, what made them think by simply shouting that they might get some major breakthrough in their life? Well, you find the answer in verse 29 of the passage that we just read. Have a look at the first verse of that passage. As Jesus and the disciples left the town of... If you're new here tonight, you're going, so... What's that got to do with anything? But those of us who went through Sunday school, kids' church, whatever it is, you know what maybe gave these two guys a little bit of faith to believe. If we just shouted, if we just shouted a little, we might get some miracle. Why? Because, well, if you're new here tonight, I'm going to tell you why, just to help you out. See, the children of Israel had just crossed over the Jordan River, and they came across this massive city called the the city of Jericho. 
and it had massive walls all the way around it, fortified city. They couldn't penetrate it. But God gave them a strategy. He said, I need you to walk around it six times. And on the seventh time, we're going to pick it up, Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. It says, when the people heard the sound of the ram horns, they shouted as loud as they could. There is nothing Baptist about that. (laughs) And I've got to tell you, Pentecostals don't have a right to it either. And tonight what I want to do is just open up the Bible and let's just read it for what it is. And whatever it says, we've got to do. Whether you're Pentecostal or whether you're not, whether you're an Anglican, whether you're Baptist, listen, there's not an Anglican heaven and a Catholic heaven and a Baptist heaven or an Anglican Jesus and a Catholic Jesus and a Pentecostal Jesus. We've only got the Word of God. There's only one heaven out there. There's only one Word. Come on, there's only one Jesus. And so here we see, it says, suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and they captured it. How? Because they were living so holy. No, it's always a good thing to do. Always a great thing to do. It is the will of God, actually. But it's not why the walls came down. The walls came down because someone shouted. And if you're wondering what I want to talk to you guys about tonight, I want to unpack this whole theology, this whole concept about the Christian shout. Why? Because we've got a world that's telling us, and excuse my expression here, but it's the truth. We've got a world that they're telling us to shut up. We've got a world that they're telling us to pipe down, Christians. We've got to, hey, listen, we've even got Christians telling Christians to pipe down. Seriously. And you know what? I just don't believe that that's the will of God. No, we are called to shout. We are called to shout in our private lives. We're called to shout at work. Now, listen, I'm not talking about literally walking into your office and shouting, but then again. <laughs> These two guys believed that they could get a miracle from Jesus because they saw the God of Israel do a greater miracle for them, in their mind, just a few years earlier. Okay, maybe about 800 years earlier. But that story still lingered. And, and, and I'm telling you guys, I'm here tonight to unpack this concept about the shout. Because I think we've lost it, to be honest. And I think sometimes when we do it, we don't even know exactly what it is that we're doing. And so right from the outset, some of you are like, really? So you're going to talk to us tonight about the power of shouting. Wow, that sounds a bit crazy. Really? Does it, is it crazier than a virgin having a baby? How about that for crazy? Or what about a dead guy rising three days later from a crucifixion? That's pretty crazy too. And listen, from the womb to the tomb, the whole thing's crazy. So let's just chuck shouting in there as well. Because you can't even be a Christian. Actually, let's go one step further. We're even believing this guy who was raised from the dead is going to come back for us. So can I just throw a whole lot of scriptures at you to just help you? Because I need to build your faith because maybe you've never seen these before. And then at the end of this service... We're going to see some walls come down. Amen. There's going to be some relational walls that need to come down. Some unforgiveness walls need to come down. Some miracles. Is anyone believing for a miracle somewhere, somehow in your life? Then you've come to the right meeting tonight. But listen, we're not going to get it by sitting around conservatively, quietly, just hoping it will happen. That's not what these two guys did. But yet we read these stories over and over again and we want the same outcome, but we don't want to do what they did. How about we do what they did? Amen. So let's start with Psalms. I'm just going to race through these. If you want to get your phone out, 
you can take a photo of these scriptures because they're really important, but you're going to know them anyway. Psalm 32, verse 11, you're going to read it out with me. One, two, three. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and... Wow, you got, I, I, was gonna, I thought you guys were going to fail me on the shout thing, but you actually did it. But let's just get a little bit louder with the next one. Psalm 47, verse 1. It says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout to God with a voice of triumph. Psalm 95, verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing. Let us shout. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Now, of course, we know that there are psalms that talks about singing. We should always sing, and we do. But we don't often have a time in our church service where we go, okay, now we've sung the song, now let's shout. We don't. Well, honestly, it's, it's really rare, but it's, 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 it's written there as often as it says for us to sing to the Lord. And I know the singing feels a bit more natural, but friends, there is something biblical about this that we've got to really pay close attention to. Amen? When Jesus is telling us to preach the gospel, you guys are about to preach the good news. Matthew 10, verse 27, what does it say? What I tell you now in darkness, what does he say? Shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout. Oh, God, you guys are getting this. Now, come on. Young people, learn to shout. Those of you who are in despair right now, come on, learn to shout. Learn to shout. Now listen, I'm, we're going to get into a whole lot of the practicalities at the moment. But listen, I'm stirring your faith up. I don't want you to think this is a Richard thing or an Emerge thing or a Pentecostal thing. It's a Bible thing. It's a Jesus thing. It's a Holy Spirit thing. And we're going to see it over and over again. Do you know, I haven't got the scripture for you because we all know it. When, when Jesus wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead, do you remember what happened? He says, you move the stone. And so they roll the stone away. And the Bible says that Jesus says with a shout. In other versions, it may say loud voice. But let me tell you what he didn't do that day. He didn't sing. He didn't prophesy. Oh, really? And I'm a worship leader. I love worship. I mean, singing has its place. But so does shouting. And here's a great question for you. When was the last time you shouted? Because the Bible says that Jesus stared at that tomb and he said with a shout, Lazarus, come forth. Have you ever thought about why he said Lazarus? Because if he just had to said come forth, all the dead would have come out of this. Because <laughs> there is, there is going to be a day. There is going to be a day where the Bible says where the Son of Man will say, come forth and all the dead in Christ will rise. So he had to be very specific that day. Lazarus, only you. Get back in the ground, you. <laughs> Get back. Lazarus, come forth. And as we know, he came forth. But why does the Bible bother to tell us that Jesus, that Jesus shouted? You read it in your own Bible. Why did he shout it? And you know, when it comes to Jesus returning, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. Can we read this all together? I, just want, I want it in your spirit. One, two, three. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding now, come on, at around this time, are some of you going, oh, I've never seen so much about shouting. In the, that's my whole point. That's my whole point. And, and I'm not here to just hype you. I promise you, I'm not trying to hype you. I just want to see you get a miracle. That's all. I just want to see you get a miracle. And I'm going to get you out of your comfort zone. Some of you are like, so I came tonight. Of all the nights, I could have come next week. 
No, no, no. <laughs> maybe, God, maybe God in his mercy for you is saying, you need to hear this. Amen? Come on. Some of us have heard a song by a lady in Sydney. It's just this little song called Shout to the Lord. Do you know that Shout to the Lord, this is in, in, in 2017, was the most sung Christian song on the face of this planet. 2017, the, the most sung Christian song. Isn't that funny how, why, 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 why would that be? That's God saying, that's how much I love a shout. I love, why did God elevate that song? Why did even the Pope of Rome wanted Darlene to come and sing that song for him. Did you know that? He actually requested her presence so that she would come and sing that song. So, you know, this is such a powerful message. When we came back from the C word, yeah, we all know what the C word is, don't we? We're not allowed to use that word in Melbourne anymore. COVID, by the way. I'm talking about COVID. I don't know. <laughs> Some of you, what's going sort of a church are you pastoring here, <laughs> Pastor Mark? You know, when we came back from that season, I felt like our church had lost its shout. Every, I, you know, in some, in, some, um, in some states, it was banned to even open your mouth in church. Right? Are you getting this? So we had to rebuild that culture. And I thought, well, you know what? Do I just want it because it's like it just adds a hype or is it a Bible thing? So I really did my research. And this is what I found. So I preached it. And you know, in our church, we've got some parents that have been, they actually, they've been around for 18 years at Lifehouse. And their daughter has recently moved away to another, another country altogether. And she stopped going to church. Young girl, married a guy. And she's a sweet girl, but she just stopped going to church. She said, Mom, I'm not really interested in the churches here in this particular country. She's living in Canada. She's like, I'm not really interested. They're not like Aussie churches. I'm not really interested. And it broke her mum's heart into a zillion pieces. Parents, right? You raise your kids to follow God, to go to church on their own one day. And, and, and it wasn't going that way. And so she heard this message. She was sitting right there. And she said, okay. So she left our church that day. And the next couple of days, she, she reckoned she got into her car. And she said, Father, if everything Richard said is true, and he showed me your Bible, he showed me the word. And this, girl, this lady's very conservative. She comes from a Baptist upbringing. And so she got into, I'm not, I love Baptists, right? I do, no, I really do. I do, I do. What's the matter with you guys? I'm just saying, it was just a little bit conservative. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyway, she gets into her car, into her Mazda 3, and she reckons she's a nurse. She's driving to work, and she says, God, I feel so silly, but I want my daughter to be in church, God, and I believe you can do it. I believe you can do it, God. I believe, and she turned her music off and she began to shout. Without a word of a lie, I could show you the text message. That Sunday, her daughter said, hey, mom, I went to church today. It was a C3 church. It was fantastic. I loved it. We found our church. We know where we're going now. No phone calls. No, no motivation. No words of prophecy. She just got into her Mazda 3 and started shouting. Come on, get into your car and let's let out a shout. She saw it. You know, what I'm really talking about is having a great sound. You know, every church needs a great sound. 
There's not much room for this whole quiet thing. Have you ever read the book of Revelation? No, seriously, have you read about it? I don't know why people think that there's little fat babies up there with harps and stuff. But if you read what the Bible says, it is like a Justin Bieber concert on steroids. The Bible says there's lightning and thunder and streams. And there's, is, is that what it says or not? It's loud. So what are some of these people who love a really quiet church? Where are you going to go? I mean, as far as I know, there's only two places up there. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, what are you going to do when you get there and it's really loud? And it's, seriously, it's really, it's thunder, there's lightning. The Bible does talk about there being half an hour of silence in heaven. Did you know that? Half an hour. Some of those people are going to love that half an hour. But, but that's about it. That's about it. Helen and I live very close to the airport in Melbourne. Some of you have been to the airport. I'm sure you've got on an aeroplane. Do you know, you know a, an A380 aeroplane? Does anyone know how much that thing weighs, the A380? Does anyone, does anyone know any, any aeroplane buffs in the room? Anyone know? No, no, okay. I'll tell you, because I, I found out. This is amazing. An A380, an Emirates A380, weighs 510 tons. That's 500 little cars. That's what it weighs. How does that thing get into the air? It's got these four massive GE motors Tur what are they called though? Turbines, right? That have got enough power to suck. You know, it's, apparently it sucks in in one second. Once, sorry, I lie, I lie. In four seconds, the air that it sucks in is the air that you breathe in a lifetime. Right? Powerful, powerful jet. Do you know what I notice when I look through the window and I'm watching the A380 and I'm, I'm, I'm admiring its magnificence? Do you know what I also notice? That the people around it are wearing earmuffs. Because where there is great power, there is great sound. Where there is great power, there is great sound. And that's usually the way it goes, guys. And because we want some power to start flowing through our lives, I would recommend that we start making some great sound. And I would suggest that we don't wait, that we start making it about now. Start to get your turbines going, guys. Come on, I'm stirring you up because in a moment, the band's going to come back and we are going to shout down this building. We are going to do what the Bible says. That Bible says we're going to shout unto God. See, we're not shouting at people. We're not shouting at ourselves. We're not even shouting at the situation. We're shouting unto God. And we need to get His attention. And some of you are like, oh, but you know, do I really need to get God's attention? Like, doesn't He already know my situation? What Bible are you reading? Because I know the story when the Bible says Jesus was walking on water, does anyone remember this story? He was walking on water and everybody was in the boat and they were rowing against the wind. So they needed some help. They needed a bit of help. And they all thought it was a ghost. And the Bible says that Jesus would have passed them by. Has anyone read that? The Savior of the universe, seeing their struggle, would have passed them by until they called out to him. So I don't know what Bible we're all reading, but we think that God is attracted to our, to our starvation. No, He's attracted to your hunger. Are you hungry for a miracle? Because I know we all know you're starving, but are you hungry? Are you with me? And so tonight, we get an opportunity 
to use the vocal cords that he gave us with the faith that he has promised us. And we can start seeing God do some miracles. Are some of you growing weary of the fact that your parents maybe aren't walking with the Lord as they should? Let's shout that one. Are some of you concerned about a brother who's starting to go down the wrong road? He's hanging out with the wrong people at the moment. We can either tell him off or we can shout him back into the kingdom. And we can shout unto God with a voice of triumph and say, God, he belongs to you. And we're going to shout him back into the kingdom. Come on, if it worked for these guys, why wouldn't it work for us? Are you hearing me? So listen, I think at this point in time, I'm hoping that there is a faith that has grown up in you. And guys, uh, worship team, I'd love you to come and join me right now. Just recently, we had a, a new family join our church. And I'm standing there talking to this lady and to this guy, and literally this is their first day at church and it was a bit of a fun, a fun, what do you guys call it? Fun day, Sunday, something like that. Whatever it's called. Yep, that's the one. So we were having one of those, literally last week. And I'm standing there with this couple. They've got a, a, a three-year-old daughter. And as we're talking, we have, he, they eventually go, where's Alyssa? And so they, now remember, this is their first time at church. Their first time at church. They, they, they're looking for their daughter. So they start looking in the front car park, can't find her. She's three years old. The, you know that panic, parents? The panic now sets in because we don't even know how long ago she left. We don't even know. And so I'm thinking, oh, what a terrible thing for this couple to experience on their, at their first day at church. Never, not Christians, not Christians. First day at church, they lose their daughter at church. Now, can, honestly, for me, this is like, not only is this like bad PR, but this could, this could actually affect their salvation. They may never want to come back again. So I'm like, oh, Lord. So anyway, mum goes that way into that car park. Dad goes into, back into the church to go look around the auditorium. That's where they usually are, by the way. They're in the auditorium somewhere, destroying the LED screen, right? So I'm pretty confident they're in there, but I was so determined in my heart that, Lord, I, we gotta find this child right now. So I just stopped before I went anywhere, and I said, Holy Spirit, where is this child? And He said, turn left. And there's another car park there, but there is no way that she would have gone out because that door was closed. But I just felt it so strongly. So he went that way and I went that way. And I went and I see her 500 metres away. And she's heading toward the most major road you've ever seen in your life. And she's heading, she's a three-year-old girl. She's heading straight down this laneway. We've got this laneway that exits the car park. And she's, I can see a little blue dress. Honestly, she looked about that big. And she was heading toward this major intersection. So what I did is I went, Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa. Oh, Alyssa. We need you here. Oh, Alyssa. 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 Do you reckon that's what I did? 
as beautiful as that is and as holy as that is. Please, you understand, I, I believe it's holy. Do you know what? I, I, didn't even, I didn't even do this. Alyssa. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. From my gut. From, you, you understand what I mean? Not, not from here. Not even from here. From here. I didn't even know what came out of me that day. She's headed toward a main, a main road. And I bellow out. I'm not even going to do it because honestly, I'd blow the mic. I'd blow the sound system. But you can understand what I did. I shouted out her name so loud that she was doing this. She was walking. Can I do it too? She, she was walking away from me. And she went. I grabbed her attention through a shout. And I kept shouting, Stop! Stop! To the point where she was thinking, what's about to hit me? You could sort of see she was, I put fear into her. Because I needed her to stop and I was racing toward her and I grabbed her and I just picked her up and I ran straight back because every second counts, parents, you know that, right? Because the parents didn't even know where I was. They, they weren't watching all this. They were still looking around other places. So I ran back and gave them back their daughter and the smile on their face. Man, I felt like I, my body went into shock after that, to be honest. Now, seriously, do you think it was appropriate to shout? Yeah, I think some of the stuff you're going through, it's very appropriate that you start shouting too. I think it's really, some of you are totally confused about your future. God's not a God of confusion. He wants to bring clarity into your world. Some of you girls, you're thinking that no one's gonna love you and so you're dating the wrong guys. And you know what? No, God's got the, God can't bring Mr. Right while you're dating Mr. Wrong. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna say that again. Some of you didn't like it, but it's the truth. God doesn't promote unfaithfulness. So God's not gonna bring the right person along and make you fall in love with them while you're still dating someone else. No, no, God doesn't promote that stuff. So what God's gonna do, He's gonna say to you, take a step of faith, girl. If you know it's not right, then shout it out and say, God, I'm gonna step away from this because I know it's not right. But God, bring me the right guy. Please. Some of you are like, oh, I just don't believe that I need, to. I'm gonna keep saying this. I just don't believe I need to shout about it. Well, that's great, but you're gonna have to rip out about 68 verses out of your Bible then. No, friends, there's room for this. I'm not saying it's the only thing we should do, but I'm certainly saying that we should add it to the repertoire of bringing some breakthrough. You know, we have prayer nights, amen. We have worship nights, amen. When was the last time you heard of a shout night? Now seriously, when was the last time we had a shout night? Hey guys, starts at 7.30, we're gonna shout and shout. <laughs> tears for Fears got it right, remember Tears for Fears? Shout, shout. Let it, okay, I'm too, too old, okay, all right, okay, I'm old. Okay, have we got the worship team? Please come, please come and join us. So this is what we're gonna do. First of all, before we even start, do you remember I told you it's gonna get weird up in here? Okay, here it comes. Seriously, if you're new here tonight, someone invited you. Honestly, I can't think of a better message, to be honest. Because we don't want you bound up with stuff that's hurting your life for the rest of your life, to be honest. But it doesn't start with just a shout. You've got to shout down the right person. These guys shouted down Jesus. 
they shouted down, they didn't shout down the universe. They didn't shout down a microphone or a sound system. They shouted down Jesus. A personal, loving, powerful Jesus who wants to forgive you of every sin you've ever committed. He wants to give you a plan and a purpose for your life so that you can wake up tomorrow and go, I've got some clarity about my life. Friend, if that's you, maybe someone's brought you here tonight. They brought you here so that you would hear a message that tells you that Jesus is your answer. His power, His love. So I'm gonna ask for every eye to be closed. Can I have every eye closed in this place? Friend, if that's you here tonight, there's gonna be many people. But all we ask you to simply do is pray a prayer. Just pray a prayer. We don't wanna embarrass you. We don't wanna make it hard for you. We're not gonna make you do anything silly, but we would love you to pray a prayer because the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, He will save you tonight. And so right now in the safety of this place, we're gonna pray in a moment. I'd love to know who I'm going to be praying with. And so while every eye's closed, would you just be bold enough and brave enough to just simply pop up your hand and say, Pastor Rich, tonight I want to ask Jesus to come and rescue me from all my sin. I really want Him in my life. Thank you. God bless you, girl. God bless you. Is there any, anyone else? That is wonderful. Just raise your hand as high as you can and then pop it straight back down again. Oh, just have a quick look. God bless you at the very back. That's so powerful. Well done. That's brave. It's very brave. Anyone else? Just pop your hand up very quickly and pop it straight back down again. That is wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you, young man. Got a young man over here. It's beautiful. Anyone else? I'm going to wait for you. That is so beautiful. Okay, come on, Emerge. We're going we're gonna to pray with these people. Come on, can we all just say the prayer together? Those of you who popped your hand up, just repeat these really simple words. Lord Jesus, tonight I give you my life. Please forgive me of everything that I've done that has broken your heart. Give me a plan and a purpose and help me to know you. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, let's give these people a huge round of applause. That is so wonderful. Can I give you some tips? Shouting doesn't just mean, ah! Yes, that is shouting. But that's not what I did that day with that young lady. I actually called out her name. Shouting simply means to say it with a loud voice. Just, that's what just, you're, you're saying it with a loud voice. And some of you are like, but I don't want the person beside me to hear it. Well, they should be shouting too. But the band is gonna play quite loud. Because we need, we need you to shout tonight. So here's the question for you. What are you just sick and tired of? What are you thinking, gee, to be great if God could bring that into my life? Gee, I wish that would exit my life. Gee, to be great if I can get to that level. What is it that you're wanting from God? What do you want? Do you remember when Jesus said to the two blind men, what can I do for you? He knew they were blind, but until they told Him, He wasn't gonna act. Until they told Him, He wasn't going to act. And tonight the Holy Spirit would say to all of us, what can I do for you? What do you want? Have you got the words? Are you ready to shout it out?